0: Next Saturday, we've got our, we've got our uh, men's breakfast, okay? So that's here, 9 a.m. in the church. It's going to be awesome, man. We've got an amazing speaker from the Man Up stuff. So just feel free to come along. But invite some friends, get some people, because people need to hear what God's got to say. They, they really do. So I encourage everyone, man, men's breakfast. Pastor Matt Brown is going to be sitting out there selling, selling tickets. Personally, I don't think our pastor should be doing that. Um, so I'll probably find someone else, but um, but yeah, look, feel free, Go, just put your name down, you can pay on the day, or you can pay it in advance, but we always have a good time when we get together as men, and there's lots of food there, amen, awesome, whew, what a big day for the Browns, <laughs> hey, what a big day for the Browns, man, you know, like, and a big day for this church, a massive day for this church, you know, like, I just really want to uh, honour this church, man, like. This, is our, the ch- this church is our family's foundation. This church is our family's foundation. And look, I don't want to take away from Matt's appointment, but uh, it just so happens that the end of this month, it's going to be 25 years that I've joined this church the, a, a, on the 29th of October this, this year. 25 years, man. Now, look, I don't say that to boast, although it does sound pretty impressive. Um, I don't say that to boast. I say that because to give God glory. I'm not easy. I'm hard work. And God's kept me safe. God has kept me safe. And there's been times where the enemies come against me and tried to skittle me, man, and tried to take this away from me. But at the end of the day, nobody takes that from me. Nobody. I give that up. I either give that up, but no one's taken it from me. So, you know, this is a thing about this church. You know, I've heard the word come up a few times about being a safe church. It's a safe church because there's a foundation here. You know, my grandkids, I've got four, five of my grandkids here today, four of them have gone off to children's church with the same people that raised my kids in children's church. Hey, Margaret, Elaine, and you? and Dawn, Dawn, they raised my kids when they were babies in children's church, you know, and now they're raising my grandkids, the same people are there 25 years later raising my grandkids in, in God. You know, that is so cool, that is so cool, you know, and... And I want to reiterate, man, like, there's been times where I've found it hard. I think everyone finds church and God hard sometimes when they get challenged by the world. But, man, don't, don't let go. Don't let go, man. Like, honestly, you know, God has got amazing things ahead of us. So, here we go. You know, uh, just getting on, on to just one more thing, though, Pastor Matt. You know, you were born to lead. You know, you're born to lead and you're able to be led, which, which brings humility, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I just want to declare, I know I have a lot of jokes from my brother, but I would follow you into any battle, any battle. And I've followed you into a lot worse battles for a lot less reward. So, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I'll admit I started a lot of those battles. So, you know, bro, I just want to let you know that it's a real honor, man, to have you as our assistant pastor. Um, and it's, just, it's a massive thing for our family, I think. Honestly, I think this is just, you know, part of God's strategy um, for the church and for the family. So, amen, amen. Um, I also want to say how much I love this church. I want to say how much I love you, Pastor Robin. You know, like I said, man, our family wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for diligent people like you and Pastor Don, you know, holding ground, holding your ground. And uh, I really appreciate that, man. So I really love you guys. I love this church. I love most of you. Um, Nah, nah, I love all of you. I love all of you. All right. So, that's all I had to say for that, and now we'll get into the message. So, Lord, I just thank you, Father God, Lord, for your word. Your word is life. Your word is truth, Father God, Lord, and your word is the answer. I thank you, Lord, that your word is wisdom that people need to hear today, Father God, Lord. And I thank you that you've wrapped up this message, Lord, and you've wrapped up parts of it with your anointing to deliver personally to people's hearts today. You've even gone before us and you've prepared hearts to receive from this word, Lord God. So, I give you all the honor. And all the glory in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. amen, amen, man. What times we live in. Hey, what times we live in, man. And if you look at it, in the grand scheme of time, our life is just such a snapshot. It's a flash. You know, James four fourteen it says, but what is man's life? He is but a vapor. One moment he's here, the next he is gone. You know, when you look at the grand scheme Our lives are really short. You know, there's a a scripture, 2 Peter 3.8, and it says, But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. In the grand scheme of things, man, time is short. There was a man, and he was talking to God, and he said to God, does money mean anything? Uh, th- does time mean anything to you, God? And God says, no, no. One of my days, one of my minutes is like a thousand years of yours. So oh, yeah. So then the man said to God, God, does money mean anything to you? And God turned around and said, no. He said, 50 cents of my money is like a billion dollars of yours. The man turned around and he said to God, God, can I borrow 50 cents? And God turned around and said, yep, I'll get it for you in a minute. Man, we live in interesting times. We live in some crazy interesting times. So much has changed in the last two years. Do you remember when we used to care about people when they sneezed? Do you remember when you'd see a stranger out in public that sneezed and what were you? Bless you. Bless you. You sneeze in public now, it's like a gun going off. You sneeze in public and people are like this. They're trying to take cover. If you get multiple sneezes, it's like you're doing a drive-by. You know, it, it is. It's crazy. You cough and people look at you. Hey, And we used to care about people. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy, man. And I think that it's, it is a real sign of the times. You know, and you can see that people are, people are divided. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's indifference. There's so many things that are happening. And this is where we've got to get to, is in the Bible. 1 Samuel 16, 7, man, it says. Okay, now let me just set the tone for this. So Samuel, uh, Saul had been been overlooked by God as king, and they were looking for a new guy, the new man, okay? And Samuel went to go and see a family, because they said, look, it'll be one of these sons. When he turns up, this real handsome, strong, really, you know, amazing-looking guy turns up. You (laughs) look, I didn't want, hey, I don't, don't stereotype me, Pastor Owen, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was. He was a, he was a really, really cool-looking guy. And God said, nah, nah, it's not him. See, God doesn't look at the outward. God looks at the inward. God looks at our heart. You know, God looks at, at, at not who we seem to be, but who we mean to be. Let me break that down. If if we're meaning to do right, we're meaning to do, and we're meaning to, you know, our meaning is right, and we're trying. But if we're just doing it because of appearances and we just want to look good or we want to get some glory or we want to, you know, or, or if it's all about us, then, then it's not going to work. God looks at the heart. See, too many people are concerned with the outward these days and, and appearances. You know, so many people just, just don't even care if their life's falling apart as long as it looks good on Facebook. You know, and it's easy to look good for 10 minutes. It's easy to look good for, you know, and tell a story on a page. But, man, at the end of the day, we've got to be real. You know, we live in a time where you can be hated for being real and celebrated for being fake. We live in this world that is so like this, you know, and then you that's what coined that phrase fake news, Hey, Fake news. Now, is all the news fake? No. But that's confusing because some of it is. And so the thing about it is that that's where we need discernment. We need to be working things out. You know, um, news, did you know that news eh, stands for north, east, west, south? Okay? So all four corners of the earth, that's where the news is coming from. It's coming from all four corners, and it's usually bad. But at the moment, it's coming from everyone and everywhere. you got, you got people, okay, YouTube influencers, influencing millions of people. Might have a million followers, but where's the substance? You know, where's the substance there? What are they actually influencing? How are they being influenced? You know, we need to be careful where we're getting our truth from. We need to be careful where we're getting our news from. You know, because, like I said, we're going to have to discern what we're hearing. And it won't be with our physical senses. It won't be with our physical senses. You might see the result of it in the physical, so, for example, like the wind, you can't see the wind, eh? You can't see the wind, but you see the effects of it. You know, so you might see the effects of it, but at the end of the day, we need to discern in our spirit what is right and what is wrong and what is true. You know, um, remember the saying, seeing is believing, Hey, eh? And even Thomas said, hey, unless I see the holes in Jesus' hands, I won't believe it. Seeing is believing. These days, seeing can be deceiving. You know we're going to see things. Have we got that video? There's a, the, I just want to play a quick video. Okay, it's a, it's around. Um, it's a news report. It only goes for two and a half minutes, and it's a deep fake video uh, news report. Okay, so I just want to. Can we play that? Is that ready? You got me. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of that? <laughs> okay. Anyway, basically, we'll just keep talking until, until if it comes on. Here's the thing, though. Okay, basically what it is, is it's artificial software that I can put onto a camera, sit in front of my, my screen, get a picture of Pastor Matt, and, and take over his mannerisms, everything. So it's almost like I'm speaking. So they, what happened was there was a comedian called uh, Jordan Peele, and Jordan Peele did a fake public service announcement pretending to be Obama, um, yeah, um, Obama, Barack Obama. And everyone believed that it was him, man, like, it's, because it is like him talking. So these days, you could even see a video of someone saying something, and it might not be true. You know, we can't rely on on our physical senses. We can't just keep relying on what we see. There's so much happening in this world in the spirit. There's so much happening in this world that we can't see. Do you know that there's there's angels fighting for you? I talked about battle before. These angels going to battle for us, man. And I'm not talking about these fluffy little things that sit on clouds. I'm talking about staunch angels of God that are fighting on our behalf in the Spirit. So we can't just trust our natural senses. You know, we can't just trust them. 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says... um, I've got the one, yeah, okay, 2.14, it says, do not look at the, uh, the nat- uh, sorry, the natural man cannot discern the things of the spirit, okay, because the things of the spirit are received spiritually, not naturally, so, I oh, is the video on, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, let's watch this video, actually, because I, I like that. They got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. So even though there's no sound on, that's not even, huh? that's, that's not actually Obama. That's the software. But when you hear him talking, it's his mannerisms, it's his, it's his look, it's everything about him, and yet it's counterfeit. You know, God works beyond our physical senses. He, he's I think why people find it really hard to understand God is because they're trying to work him out in, in our brain. You, you will never work God out in your head. He, he will blow your mind if you try to, you know, because he works beyond our physical senses. I've seen miracles happen, man. I've seen things that are unexplainable happen. I've, I've experienced it myself, where I've had an, an, an absolutely supernatural event occur in my life that I cannot deny, that, and that no one can take from me, you know? But if I try and explain it to people and they haven't got the spirit, it sounds crazy. I sound, you know what I mean? Like, I can see people sometimes, they're like, well, how did that happen? What? And they always try and bring it back to me. Oh, no, you must have been strong enough to do that anyway. You must have been, you, you could do that. No, it's, it's, you cannot avoid the glory of God. You can't avoid giving God glory when he deserves it. You've got to give it to him, man. You know, it's like that, that, that story where the guy's looking what? for a part. Park. Someone like Jordan Peele. Oh. Comedian Jordan? Man, they can be front. <laughs> okay, this time, this time, hey, we might get it. Let's see.
1: Now with former President Obama taking on fake news, except, turns out, it is not really President Obama in this PSA. This is a clear example of technology that could become more widely used. And ABC's David Wright is here with more. David, this video is proof that we can't believe everything that we see online. That is right, Paula. Good morning. Uh, They say that the camera never lies, but technology is advancing so fast that it can lie with greater and greater effectiveness. And that's the point of this new video from Jordan Peele. Our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time. Former President Barack Obama, right? So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like,
0: uh, I don't know, uh, Killmonger was right. Wrong. You see, I would never say these things, but someone else would, someone
1: like Jordan Peele. Comedian Jordan Peele actually produced this video to warn about the future of fake news. The technology uses sophisticated artificial intelligence tools able to turn familiar faces, even presidents, into puppets. Now there is software that can be purchased and done at home. And within a few days, you can manufacture uh, what someone says in a video. Most people use it for harmless fun, like inserting Nicolas Cage into movies where he doesn't belong. But it can be scary stuff. Recently, hackers took this image of Parkland High School senior Emma Gonzalez tearing up a gun range target for Teen Vogue. They manipulated it to come up with a clip that appeared to show her tearing up the Constitution instead. Just the sort of nefarious use Jordan Peele and BuzzFeed, which co-produced the video, is warning about. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the Internet. The message here that it's getting harder and harder to trust our eyes and ears. sure yeah, cool.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So I wanted to use it as a point because at the end of the day, we can't even trust our physical senses with things that we see, right, you know, that look real. And the thing about it is that's why we need God's spirit. We've, you know, we, we've got to discern things. We've got to discern things because, you know, we live, in, we live in times where, man, lying is, is rife. You know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, really. I'm not talking about it everywhere. It is just absolutely rife. So how do you live a godly life in a, in a world that has evil in it? You know, you make a stand. You make a stand for God, man. It says that God, it says light shines out of darkness. It shines out of darkness, eh? So here's the thing. We need to discern truth, man. And we need to be informed, but can't let information be, be king. Revelation is king. We get all our information, we get a revelation. A revelation is when God reveals a better understanding about something. God's going to reveal a better understanding about your circumstance, about your life. Because here's the thing, with God, He is personal. One size does not fit all. You know, your personal decision might be right for you, not right for someone else. So we need to find out what is right for us. What is actually right for us, you know, um, and it's funny these days because when, when you're talking with people, people a lot of people aren't about truth. They're about being right. You know, we live in this world where to have a difference of opinion used to be like, oh, you think that, I think this. Now it's like, no, no, it's not like that because of this, and I say that, and, and it's all about being right. There's a real spirit behind that, man, and you don't want to get caught up in it. You know, Daniel 12.4, um, it talks about how, Uh, people go to and fro looking for knowledge. So here we go. But Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. People are running around looking for the wrong type of knowledge, though. They're trying to be intellectual around this. The knowledge that they need to be looking for is the mysteries in the Word of God. That's what we need to be looking for, man, the mysteries of God, you know. I'll be honest with you. The news, man, it just seems like Groundhog Day it seems, sounds the same thing, and it's all negative, you know, and it's all, it's all designed to really just put fear on people and worry, really, you know, because knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is another, it's one thing to know something, but wisdom is when you know it and you apply it, when you put it into your life, when you actually put it into practice, that's wisdom, you know, like for example, I'll go. I, I, I'll go to gyms sometimes. Not 318, obviously, because 318 is a family-friendly local gym, 24/7, nine dollars ninety a month, uh, with a great team. But I go to some gyms. I, I've been. I've been out to. I've been out to a gym before where the personal trainer has come up to me. Personal trainers come up to me at this gym and ask me if you, I want him to run me through a program, and he looks worse than me. You know, like, like honestly, he's got a, he, his stomach was out like that. And I was like, bro, I'm already on that program. You know, <laughs> that, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I know that program, bro. I do that easy. You know what I mean? Like, he has the knowledge. He has the knowledge. He knows exactly what to do, but doesn't do it himself. You know? So there's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. But I'll tell you what, as I said, at 318, the local family-friendly gym, you won't get that sort of stuff. Look, specimen like Isaac there, Matt, and the team, is that enough, Pastor Matt? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. But it's true. It's true. Wisdom is about applying it. See, everyone wants to tell you how much they know. Eh? Everyone wants to be clever. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And a lot of, a lot of what's going on online, there's no care. There's no care on the internet. People aren't concerned about you. People aren't cons- worried about me. They're concerned about themselves and, and having a platform. And just here's an example too. Christian TV, Christian TV. Just because someone's got money to run a TV show doesn't actually mean that they could be, you know, fully godly. You got to check these things out. You got to check it out. Just because someone's got money doesn't mean that they're successful. You know, we need to redefine success. That's what I think, anyway. I'd feel better about myself. Nah. Here's the thing, though. We do. We need to look at what is successful, man, and what, what, what really means something. Because the world's just going to get you caught up in chasing money, paying bills, and going through the same day, man. God wants to set us free from that. Man, you know, I've been through stages where I've lived from weekend to weekend. I've lived for the weekend. And during the week, it's just like, oh, I don't want to go to work. don't want to do anything. Man, I had to snap out of that. Man, you lose, you lose a lot of life living like that. Yeah. Anyway, I want to tell you a story. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Um, here we go. Who's heard of the Emperor's New Clothes? Hey, as a kid's story, Hey, Emperor's New Clothes. So there was this emperor, and he was known for being a little bit pride, prideful, but proud. And he always had the nicest of everything. And one day, these two crooks, these two sort of hustlers come to town. And they said to the guy, we have the best linen from the whole of the world. It's made out of this and that, from the kingdom of this. And, of course, the prideful emperor started going, oh, well, you must make me some clothes out of it. So they said, yeah, sweet. So they get him into this room, and they just start pulling out fabric like this, pretending like there's none. And they go, oh, look at it. Isn't it exquisite? Isn't it amazing? Look at it. Oh, look at it. Look at it. And the emperor's like, doesn't want to seem stupid. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And so they make him this pretend outfit, hey, they make him a pretend outfit which he puts on, which is nothing, so he's naked, hey. And he goes on a parade through the town, and everyone in the town is going, oh my gosh, look at his clothes, look how amazing his clothes are, oh, it's, it's fantastic, the glory of it, hey. And he was naked, he had no clothes on, and this one kid said, he's got no clothes on. The emperor's got no clothes, okay? And all of a sudden, everyone then went, yeah, he's got no clothes. But the point I'm trying to make, the point that I'm trying to make there is, even when people know it's fake, they'll pretend that it's real. You know, this is the sort of world that we live in. You know, and everyone in that that city believed it. Everyone went, yes, yes, look how amazing his mask looks. Look how amazing his clothes look. Everyone did that. You know? So at the end of the day, we can't just go with the flow with the emperor. We need to know what the word of God says. We know what, what, what's God wanting us to do. Because something we've got to realize, man, is God is personal. God is so personal. He put this message together. When, he, when I was putting this together, he was thinking of you. He was thinking of you, and he was put he was tailor-making it for you. And it's almost like when the when the word of God comes out, it's like God gets hold of it. And just sends it out personally to everyone. Something for everyone. So that's why we can't just sit here and think, man, just, let's just go with the flow. Let's hear what God's saying to us, man. Let's see what God wants us to do during these situations. You know, because the, the world is, it's, it's getting hard. But at the end of the day, God knows that. You know, John 16, 33, he says, in the world. And when he talks about the world, he's talking about the, the society, this system. And it talks about that in this world you have trials and tribulations. And then he says, I oh, have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. You know, and how has he overcome it? How has he overcome the world? Man, by having a totally different system for us to live by. by. By sending his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. For that blood that was spilt to, 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 to take away all our, all our problems to take away the gap between us and God. That's what he does. You know, and some people, they try and work God out in their head. You know, you know people like that you talk to and they just want, they want proof. They want evidence. They want something that their mind can get hold of. And that's really hard. I've got a really good mate of mine. I love him, man. He's such a good dude. And he said to me one time, he said, mate, oh, he said that he's an atheist. And um, I said to him, I don't believe in atheism. But we started chatting anyway. And then he goes like this to me, he goes, you know what though, he goes, I really like you and you believe in God, he said, so go, convince me, like you got 60 seconds, convince me. And I'm just sitting there going, where do you start? Where would you start in trying to convince someone, because you can't convince people into, the, it's in the spirit, it's the thing, you you, you know, you, you, can't, you can't talk people in to God, and if you can, then someone's going to talk them out of it. But anyway, what I ended up saying to my mate was, I said, well, look, I actually, I don't know what to say to that, but I can tell you why I believe in God. I can tell you what God did for me. I can tell you how he changed my life, you know, and that sort of started helping him a little bit. But, you know, now I talk to him, it's a little bit easier to start believing God. Hey, the times that we live in, man, it's a little bit easier to believe in God. You know, there's a saying, you don't have to be desperate to come to God, but it helps. It really helps, man, I tell you. And I was desperate. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was desperate when I come to this church. I was tired of my life. I'd wrecked it. I'd ruined it. Matthew 7.13 said, Wide is the path that leads to destruction. Man, I had a wide path. And then it had to narrow. It had to narrow. So when the news starts sounding like scripture, it's easier to believe. And if you know your scripture, man, you can see what's happening in the world today. We live in times where the world has God's attention and God needs ours. In John 14, 6, it says, God, uh, is, uh, Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. He is the way, the life, and the truth. Man, those three things sound amazing together. You know, I was th- when I was putting this message together and I was talking about fakeness, it made me remember back to a time before God you know, and when I look back at that time, it was pretty fake. You know, like, I, what I thought made me a man, um, didn't. You know, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a generation where you had to be tough. Um, you, there was a lot of violence around. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have that stable, uh, that stable an upbringing. So I started going out when I was really young, looking for other things. You know, and what I thought made me a man, I ended up getting into drugs and alcohol and and all the rubbish that comes along with it. Um, You know, in one stage, I ended up in jail, and I remember sitting there in prison going, I'm not meant to be here. You know, I'm not meant to be here, man. And that was when I, after that, I started realising how fake my life was, you know, because everything I'd relied on was mental and physical. That's all I worried about emotional I didn't care about, emotional I just suppressed with drugs. And, and the only emotion I had was, was anger, and the only release was violence. You know, I had no spiritual, you know, nothing spiritual. After a while, the drugs started taking away the physicality, you know, and the mental stuff. So all of a sudden, I'm getting hit with real stuff in life that you can't out-drink, you can't out-fight, you can't out-whatever, because it was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual thing. And I remember everything that happened to me in those times. God was leading me to here. And I remember the day I walked through that church. And then, like I said, 25 years ago, end of this month. The reason why I remember is it was the week after my birthday. It's 22nd of October, just in case. Um, but it was my birthday. the week after my birthday. So I'd had my birthday, and then the weekend after, I came to this church, and I sat down the back. And I sort of slumped in the back and just looking over the seats. But I heard the word of God, and I heard life, I heard something real for the first time in my life. And I responded. It made me respond. I don't even know why at the time. I, I, I was still struggling and suffering with major drug addiction. I'd just come off methadone, I was taking heaps of um, Valiums and it to sleep and everything I, I was a real mess I was taking drugs in the morning to get me going And then drugs at night to help me sleep It was just crazy And then I came in here And I heard that word See you've got to realise th- th- this, this house here is filled with the atmosphere of God Man you can get a miracle now In this house Right now if you want You don't have to be desperate To come to God but it helps And I remember I walked through that door, and I sat down, and at the end of the word, I was blown away. I was blown away by what had been said. And Pastor Don had spoken like he he was speaking to me. He spoke to me. He spoke as if he was sitting right across from me, just talking to me. As far as I was concerned, everyone else in the house on that day was there to make up numbers for my day. You know, my day. And And I came up the front, and I remember being prayed for, and I remember being set free. I remember... Uh, just such amazing things being said by people that I didn't even really know. And I could feel the genuineness. I could feel that the people actually really cared about me. And so I remember leaving here and going home and just sitting there for hours, just going, my gosh, what have I just heard? What what have I just experienced? Because I didn't just hear the word, man. I experienced. I felt it. And for the first time in, in 10 years, I felt... Ah I felt like, man something's going to change man, life's going to be better because life was pretty hard man. Like I, and here's the thing, life is hard life is hard man and we can't be brittle about it, we've got to be strong and the best strength we can get is in the word of God and by the spirit of God and I remember that day that night, I looked at the clock and it was about 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning and I was like, wow, I've sat up done it all nighter thinking about God, first time ever, first time, and I thought to myself, oh man, I better go to sleep, I need to get to sleep, so I went and got my pills, and I used to smoke then and that, and I got all that ready, and it was a little ritual to help me sleep, take my pills, I'd have a smoke, and I'd go to sleep, and this was like three in the morning, and I was like, wow, I haven't even thought about it, and I, so I got it all ready, and then I remember just about to, to do, do the ritual, and this something in my spirit said, you don't need it, You don't need it. And I remember going, oh, okay, I don't need it. And I remember thinking, you sure I don't need it? (laughs) Feels like I need it. Feels like I need it. And I was like, no, actually, I don't need it. And I went to sleep. And that was the first time that I slept naturally in 10 years. I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and, and you know what? I still woke up in the same bed. I still woke up with the same no job. I still woke up with the no finances. But I'll tell you what, I woke up how I saw my life. How I saw my life was different. My perspective, my perception had changed. God had flipped it on its head. And he freed me, man. I I, I couldn't live like that. I was of no use to anyone. You know, nothing was expected of me when I was young. Because I'd set such low expectations that it got to the stage where even if I turned up late, oh, at least he's here. You know, at least he's not in the cells. At least he's not. You know, but, but God had more for me than that, man. You know, he set me free so I could be here. He set my brother free so he could be the assistant pastor here. He wants to set us free. He really does, man. And that freedom is here every single day. And in this house, every single Sunday, that freedom is here. Whew. So here, last scripture. That, that Sorry, I went off there. That, was, <laughs> that wasn't on my message. Um, here's the thing, though. I relied on, this, what I'm getting at is I, I relied on self too much. And here's the thing. Self falls short. Self gets exposed, man. If you've got no substance behind you, when, t- when tough times come, you know, then it becomes hard. i got a saying, when the going gets tough, the browns get tougher. That's my saying. Where two or more browns are gathered, nah. Um, you know, nah. But here's the thing, and that's not boasting on me, going I'm staunch, because I know, I know that before God, I wasn't strong enough. To handle the things I've had to handle, you know, it didn't matter how, how physical I was, how, how mentally strong I thought I was, things came at me in life that skittled me, and if it wasn't for God, man, i tell you what, I don't know where I'd be, so I want to give him glory, you know, I'm going to finish on this scripture here, Philippians 4, 7 to 8, um, can, you have the to jam, Matt? Um, Philippians 4, 7 to 8, and it says, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. There's going to be times where we're going to have to live in the fire. You know, and, and, and at the end of the day, though, we have, we just got to keep coming back to that peace that God will supply us. The peace of God that surpasses understanding, that's where God's illogical. Because sometimes you have a peace on you where you shouldn't have peace. In the physical, you should be freaking out, but God gives you this peace. And then in 4 8. It talks about your thought life, you know? It talks about whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is good, whatever, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is our thought life. We've got to start focusing on that because the world is trying to give us another thought pattern. And the only way you can combat it is with the Word of God. Amen? Amen.